Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. So in the, the three readings, I selected the most challenging one and probably the most confusing of the three readings, intentionally, I might add. As a little background, I always find it helpful that I try to read the readings maybe three, four weeks in advance so I have an idea of the coming attractions. So you can see how the story comes together. And sometimes it's a little easier to understand who, what, where, when, and why, what's going on when you look at three or four weeks in advance. So I actually read this particular gospel and knew that I would preach on this gospel, be it challenging and, and sometimes confusing. So a few weeks ago, I have lunch with a dear friend of mine. He and I were colleagues for many, many years. And just a wonderful person. And we get together about four times a year for lunch. And he's one of these guys, for as long as I've known him, you sit down, he'll have an index card, agenda, topic one, two, three, and four, right? You know, how is your family? How is this? I mean, all appropriate types of questions. But he is one of the most organized individuals I know. And over the years that, that we've been great friends, we have developed this qualifier that when I need to share something or he needs to share something with me that's very important, very private, he will say, I'm speaking to you as my brother. Now, he has three other brothers, but he'll say, I'm speaking to you as my brother, and I know something important is about to happen, or I'll say that to him. So we have lunch, and... Uh, he had met with his financial planner in the morning for a couple of hours, and we're meeting at lunchtime. And so after the pleasantries, he says to me, I need to speak to you as my brother. And he starts talking about his personal finances and you know, his investments and what he needs to do and how he needs to prepare for things in the future and, you know, and, and on and on and on. So we're about 45 minutes into this conversation pretty in-depth, and, and he's a really smart person. And he's telling me all the things he's got in place. So at the end of it, knowing this gospel is in the back of my mind, I said to him, you know, maybe you and I should spend equal amount of time figuring out how the both of us are going to get to heaven. He looks at me like I have three heads. He says, that may be the topic for our next lunch. And moves on. And I thought about that. I think that's what happens to us. <clears throat> we either take it for granted or we feel that we're entitled to the kingdom. <clears throat> and maybe not doing all the things that we need to be doing. You know, we kind of push it off. You know, and eventually there's time to get to it. But I got a busy life. I got lots of things going on. And I'm just not going to get into it right now. It happens to all of us. But... When you're with somebody that only has hours and they're at their last hour or two, last few breaths, they're not talking about how much money's in the 401k and what the market's doing. They're looking around for those that they love, those who love them, and they're wondering, what's going to happen when I meet my maker? What's God going to say and what am I going to say? It's not about all these things we worry about in life. That background, that story is exactly what's happening in this gospel. There are five parts in the gospel. 
And they're conflicting and confusing. They're all over the place. And I decided to, to proclaim this gospel because if you read it on your own, you're wondering, what's going on here? And that's what happens many times where there's many different parables, lots of messages in sacred scripture. What we know is there's a steward who's been confronted by his master. We know that he's called in the debtors. And what the steward is doing is this. He's doing anything and everything to save himself. That's what's happening. He calls the people in who owe the master you know, uh, money, and he's saying, I'm making book with them, and they're going to like me because I've taken the promissory note and I've reduced it. And so what he's doing is he's saving himself. And then what happens is we hear that the master commends him and, and identifies him as being very prudent. And what's happening is sometimes in sacred scripture, when you see the word shrewd, the translation in Greek means wise. And the master's acknowledging, and Jesus is acknowledging him for his innovation. And what we hear is that if you're dishonest in small things, you're going to be dishonest in big things. No surprise there, right? In our life, we know somebody who shortchanged you on the small stuff, they'll shortchange you on the big one. And vice versa, those who care for the small things also act accordingly with the big things. But at the very end, we hear you cannot serve God and mammon. And you know, when you think about the meaning of, of mammon, it's about the regard of wealth, where wealth becomes evil. Or maybe it's not just money, but possessions, houses, cars, and stuff. Everything. We're working for things that are materialistic. And we sacrifice that in our relationship with God. Because we're all into that. And it happens to all of us. Sometimes, you know, we're all into that. And what Jesus is saying is you can't have it both ways. It's one or the other. It makes it a very tough choice for us. How are we going to live our lives? And what Jesus is saying in these parables today, he's saying you need to his disciples, he's saying, brothers and sisters, you need to work and be innovative, creative, and do all that you can to save your life. Because your reward is the kingdom of heaven. Don't take it for granted. Don't be naive. Don't think it's all entitled to you because you're following me. And it really calls them out. And that's what gets lost in this particular gospel. Is Jesus is using very strong language. Oftentimes this gospel is compared to the prodigal son. Who goes out, squanders his inheritance. And the father welcomes him with open arms. And that comparison is here, is we hear the servant who squanders his master's gifts and wealth, but then figures out how to save himself. It's a powerful parable. What Jesus is saying is how do we save ourselves here on earth so that we can join others in the kingdom of God? And if we think about this, if we... Follow the words of what Jesus says. you got to pick and choose. God or material things. We're all going to say God. At least here in church. Tomorrow we start negotiating. But what happens is Jesus says, what are you doing to get to the kingdom? And think about this. If we were to understand and embrace it, how the world changes. Because what we do to get to the kingdom is we bring goodness and love and compassion and care to the people here on earth. We change the world. We change our relationships. 
We change the circle within the friendships that we have because what we're, we're working towards is getting to the kingdom of God. And unlike many things that we work towards, we have the ability to try to take shortcuts. Or my dear friend creates a very complicated finance model to increase his wealth. We try to create all different creative strategies to get what we want. Well, guess what? God knows what we're up to. There's no cheating our way into the kingdom. There's no such thing as cheating ourselves or cheating others to receive the grace from God. It's really where we have to be intellectually honest with ourselves and say, I have this choice to make in life. And what am I going to do? Am I going to listen to this message and do what Jesus is saying? Be creative, be innovative, work real hard, take nothing for granted, don't be naive. Work towards that kingdom. And I know that most of you this week will do amazing things, be it at work, in your family, driving kids from different events and running back and forth. You will do amazing things this week. But what Jesus is saying to us today, he's saying, but what are you doing to get to the kingdom? Because he wants us all to be in the kingdom. And what we hear in the second reading, St. Paul, first letter to Timothy, he says, God wants us all to be there. The word all, not some, all of us to have salvation. And we're to pray for all. That's powerful when you think about the message in the gospel. And so today, maybe what Jesus is saying to us in this parable that sometimes is very hard to understand, he's saying, what are you going to do this week? Pick one thing that's different that you haven't done before. Or maybe every day or maybe every other day. But make a concerted effort this week to pick one thing different and do it in order to get to the kingdom of God. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.